Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Proving It Plant-Based Podcast. So it has been, I think this is like my ninth episode, 10th episode recording, and I'm having a lot of fun with it because I actually love the idea of talking about topics that I'm passionate about and going a little bit deeper than, you know, just showing up on Instagram and talking about certain topics. Really on here, I feel like I have the opportunity to go into more detail, to explain things more thoroughly, to talk about my own past and own experience with different topics. So I'm just, I'm really excited about what's coming out and I hope you're excited too. And I want to know if there's any certain topics that you guys are interested in me covering that you want to learn a little bit more about in regards to maybe plant-based diet, strength training, you know, how to eat for your fitness goals. So without further ado, you've made it to the Proving It Plant-Based podcast. I'm your host, Natalie, certified personal trainer, plant-based health coach, and all things fitness related. So you made it here. Welcome. Maybe it's your first time. Maybe you've already listened to all 10 episodes. Um, And if not, maybe you go back and take a listen just to get caught up. So if you're looking things related, if you're looking for things related to plant-based diet, exercise, strength training, building healthy habits for your lifestyle and how to eat for your goals and your future, well, then you've come to the right place. Now, today's topic is something that I've been talking a lot about lately, Um, mostly with my husband, mostly with other friends, other clients. And today's topic is finding and making time for your health. All right, so the number one objection that we always hear when it comes to, I guess, really just accomplishing anything is, I don't have enough time or I don't have enough money. And that's always going to be a roadblock. That's always going to be a barrier that stops people, right? It's always kind of like the go-to excuse because it never seems like there are enough hours in the day. It never seems like we have enough. And first and foremost, I want to challenge this mindset approach because that mindset approach is basically saying to yourself, I don't feel abundant. I feel a lack of abundance. Therefore, You know, if you're looking at something, the glass half full, the glass half empty, right? You're never going to see that there is abundance right in front of you, right? So it's always feeling like we can never live up. The grass is always greener on the other side. I never have enough money to do what I actually want. I never have enough time to pursue those goals, to pursue those hobbies, those things that might take a little time in the beginning, but in the long term are really worth the time and energy that you put into them. So finding and making time for your health in particular. So I do want to talk mostly about 
that specifically, how we are making time for our health and our, you know, short-term goals and long-term goals. But I want to share my own experience because I'm someone who really is addicted to the hustle, addicted to the busyness of life. And it's taken me a lot of journaling, meditation, mindset development to really get out of the structure and the lifestyle of always being busy and never having time. That was always my excuse because I wanted to be productive. I want to use my time as wisely as I can. And while I still do that, I still try to structure in now downtime. And when things don't always go my way, and I'm not always 100% effective and productive with my time, I give myself grace and I forgive myself because that's a judgment that we're passing on ourselves. What are you doing with an hour? How dare you watch TV? How dare you go for a walk? How dare you unplug from your email, right? All those things. It's like we need to give ourselves permission to take a step back for our own mental health, for our own sanity, But this really hits home for me because when I think about my lifestyle before I had a baby and even long before that when I was still in high school and then when I went on to college and then when I went on to working in a very new career as a young professional, I got into this mindset in college that I wanted to be something. Of course, I I would hope we all want to be something, right? We all have goals that we strive for. But my goal when when I was in high school was to move on out of high school and get a golf scholarship to go play golf in college. Now, I actually transferred high schools. So I went to two different high schools. The first one was co-ed private. The second one was all girls private. And so as you can imagine, as a junior in high school, so a 16-year-old girl going into a brand new school that was all girls, I felt totally out of place because everyone had already made their friend groups You know, I actually started new sports. I joined the cross-country team so that I could make new friends and and I wanted to pick up uh, a hobby and I was really interested in exercise, so I decided running was a good idea. And I'm very glad that I did because it it led me into college running, but that's a whole other story. Um, But basically, I had this goal set in my mind that from a very young age in high school, I wanted to go to college and I wanted to be a collegiate athlete. I wanted to perform. I wanted to compete at a higher level. It really gave me purpose. It really gave me drive. And it got me excited to go to college. I wanted to go out of state. I wanted to go down south. And I thought, that's where I'm going to play golf. It's going to be nice weather all the time. And that's what I did. And I focused so heavily on that because, again, as a 16-year-old girl, I realized, you know what, hanging out with people wasn't going to be my priority. 
in high school because it was tough. It was really challenging. I had already established my group of friends in my first high school and I was happy there. And my parents pulled me out of that high school so I could go to a different one to go to an all girls school. Long story for another day, but point being, I just didn't have the typical high school experience that everyone else had. And that molded me into a very productive, a very, I have to maximize every minute of the day kind of person. So I made it into college and I was playing golf. So I was playing at the division two level and it was pretty competitive and golf is the kind of sport that is very time consuming, right? We would go out on the course, we would practice, we'd probably play nine holes, we'd go to the driving range, we would practice short game, putting, chipping, you know, everything because one day your game is on and then the next day, you know, something's off. So it was a lot of practice and then we would have weekend tournaments and during the season, every other weekend, we were traveling to a different state. So on top of all my academic work, I had the sports and I had the commitment that was not only, you know, a lot of fun, you know, I had my friends on the team, we had a really tight bond, but it was also helping me pay for school. So it was also like a job. So to sum this up, you know, because I'm starting to ramble a little bit here, let's be honest. Um, from a young age, you know, college is typically 18 to 22 years old, 21. I think I graduated when I was 22. But basically, I was always trying to maximize my time. And therefore, since I was saying yes to doing my best in school and doing my best at sports and making time to work out and hit the gym and eat healthy. I was then saying no to other things like social life, traveling, you know, parties. And don't get me wrong, I still made time for that, just not to the extent that a normal college student may. But I was also very focused. And I wouldn't look back and say, that's a bad thing. I wouldn't look back and say I regret it. But looking back, I see that mentality of thinking that working on projects on a Friday night is productive. Like, no. How about we are more strategic with our work so that we can be more productive in the hours that we are working and make time for those other things? So, I was almost on the opposite end of the spectrum where I was not making time for fun, traveling, friendships, you know, all those things that really should matter when you're a college student. So now into an adult life, we're talking about finding balance between work, relationships, children, you know, some people dealing with their children now, being homeschooled, working from home. So all of these challenges, all of these struggles that we now are facing, and more than ever, I'm hearing people saying, 
you know, it's lack of time that that's why they're not reaching their goals or the quarantine in general, you know, led to the slow creep of bad eating habits, you know, day by day, like we might not even notice it, but that glass of wine every night, it adds up. And so I hear this so frequently is like, I just don't have enough time. I just don't have time to cook. I just don't have time to work out or even just do something good for myself, right? So it's hard. And I go into detail with my clients in my group coaching course and my one-on-one clients about creating boundaries. So if we don't right off the bat set boundaries with our employers, with our friends, maybe our family, if we don't set boundaries, if we can't say no sometimes, that means that we're not putting ourselves first and we're not making ourselves a priority. So we all have 24 hours in a day, right? And it just seems like there is never enough time. So I'm not going to be the one to sit here and tell you, you need to wake up earlier, right? Because even for myself, like I will set my alarm clock to 5am and there are just days where, you know what, it's not happening. And I know that an hour longer of sleep is going to be more worth it than trying to force myself to do something. But on the flip side, where can we schedule it in? So being realistic with your schedule, being realistic with, you, with what you know is possible and what you know isn't, where can we find little pockets of time? So I'm a big fan of time blocking to a certain extent. Now, I wanted to touch on this today because I put something on my Instagram story directed towards moms and busy people. So for me, as a person that is very type A personality, I'm pretty, you know, structured. I like routine. I love working out first thing in the morning. It makes me feel productive. It makes my endorphins flow. And then right from the start of the day, I'm feeling good. And I feel like that's one thing that I checked off my list that now I can put aside and I can dive into other tasks and other projects and other work. Um, But if I save my workout for later in the day, it kind of hangs over my head and it's just one more thing to do. And then my day kind of doesn't go as I would like it to go. Now, that being said, when I had Aria and even at the beginning of the quarantine while I was still pregnant, my routine was gone. I was having, you know, being six months pregnant, seven months pregnant, workouts weren't always the easiest. Motivation wasn't always the easiest. Therefore, that's why I love and I'm so appreciative for my at-home virtual workout group because they think they want to give me all the credit like I'm helping them, but they're actually helping me, especially when I was pregnant, just as much because it would get me out of bed in the morning and it would get me moving 
And sometimes all it is, is just committing and saying yes and planning and time blocking it in. So pre-baby, I was one to really schedule things, task out things, prioritize things. You know, I love using my planner. I use Passion Planner. If any of you guys ever heard it, it's the best planner. I will put it in the show notes um, just because I love them so much. And I just got my brand new planner for 2021. So I'm excited to use that because I'm already like feeling the chaos and needing to write everything down. Um, But I also use Google Calendar, of course. But I was pretty regimented in at least having a rough outline of my day and priorities. Now, when Aria came and I was in the process of building my business, I was super worried and I had a lot of anxiety around losing that sense of control and losing that productivity and basically just losing time, right? Because especially in the first four months of her life, we were breastfeeding, we were cluster feeding, you know, that's like every couple hours, sometimes less than a couple hours. So the naps were short, constantly breastfeeding, constantly eating, constantly crying. And of course, things got better. Things started to wind down a little bit. Her naps got longer and the crying was less frequent and we started to really feel each other out. And and now she's seven months today and we are just in a really good place and I feel very fortunate. But when I think back on my rigidness, but then going into pregnancy and childbirth and postpartum, I did let a lot of my guard down. And I said, you know what? She is a newborn baby. And I think nobody would argue that she comes first. She is priority. Everything else can wait. And that's that's the mindset that you have to have, of course. And I think any mother would have that kind of mindset. Um, but it got me out of my comfort zone to challenge myself to be more strategic with my time because sleep was crucial. So it wasn't like I could put her down to bed and then I could stay up until 12 p.m. working on projects and working on stuff for my business because she could be up again at four, she could be up again at six, like there was nothing really telling what was going to happen and how the sleep schedule would go. So time, time is always just a precious thing that once you lose it, you actually don't get it back. So are you actually valuing your time, right? Are you setting those boundaries? Are you saying no to certain things? Now, I know a lot of people, you know, within the range of early 20s to late 20s, maybe even into your 30s, work multiple jobs, right? So you might have a day job, you might have a side hustle, you might have an, a nighttime job that you do after your day job. So we're all juggling a lot, right? We're wearing many different hats. 
And I feel this more than ever now that I have a child. So currently at the moment, you know, I have my business, my coaching business. We just kicked off second round of the PB3 method, which I'm so excited about. We've got a really great crew. Um, But I'm also a full-time mom, stay-at-home mom, right? So everyone who is a mom is a full-time mom, but I am a stay-at-home mom. So she is with me a lot of the time. My husband is a firefighter, so you know he has time at home too to help. But for the majority of the time, I'm with her, and I am also, you know, taking care of family members locally, right? You guys probably know my mom. My mom is sick. My sister was sick, and the stress of you know even just living in this COVID world, right? So we've all got different things going on. Your life might look totally different than mine, right? You might not have a child. You might not be married. You might not live near relatives where you have to help or take care of them. You might not own your own business. You might not even work from home. You might go to a physical job every day and clock some hours and, you know, you might already have a very structured routine where you're like, nope, I've got it down. I'm pretty good. I go to work at seven. I get out at two and then I go to my side hustle job, whatever it is. But whatever your situation is, the point is, is that we all have 24 hours in a day. So knowing what your lifestyle is like and knowing what's possible for you and what's not possible for you and being really realistic and then setting a plan for what's possible without getting overwhelmed. That's key because we need to let go of the excuses. We need to let go of the, I don't have enough time. I don't have resources. I don't have money. I don't have this. I don't have that. Because when you want something enough, you find a way to do it, right? When you want something enough, you find a way. So we don't, we don't make more hours in a day. We find more hours in a day. How? Well, maybe it's getting in a 30-minute workout, right? 30 minutes. That's such a small portion of your day such a small portion. And there's so much availability right now for convenience that it shouldn't even be an excuse. It shouldn't even be an issue anymore. And I'm saying this because I feel like I need to have this tough love mentality when it comes to this because I hear it so frequently. The reason why I'm being tough on people is because I was there as well. I always told myself, if only I had more time. So, you know, if I want to make some time to do an art project for myself and get creative, or I wanted to make time to meal prep or try a new recipe, or I wanted to make time to see friends or get together with family, well, It's not that there's not enough time. It's that it's not a priority. And that is the hard 
truth. Again, I'm being really tough love on you guys right now, but that's the truth. And I want you to admit that to yourself. If that's you, if you hear yourself repeating those words in your head of, there's not enough time, there's not enough money, there's not enough resources, I am not looking at things from an abundant perspective. I'm looking at them from a lack of perspective. So start to reframe your mindset, shift that thinking to, it's not that there's not enough time, it's that that's not a priority right now. And that might be okay. So, you know, there's different seasons of life for everyone. And so, you know, if you're talking about a traditional, you know, lifestyle, if you're off on the path of, you know, going to college, you know, dating and then getting married and then having a baby and you're in your career and you're progressing in your career and then eventually you retire, you know, okay. So we're just looking at that in like a quick nutshell. (laughs) I'm sure there's a lot more to it, but those are phases of life. And so on the grand scheme of things, you know, I would say for most people, that's between the ages of 20 and 50, right? Let's, let's say that's pretty, it's a pretty broad range, right? Um, because women can obviously still have children through their 40s. So I'm not going to limit, I'm not going to offend anyone there, um, but the age between 20 and 30, so that's 30 years. I'm like, did I just do the math right? <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, 30 years of your life. So if you're thinking about the phases of life and all those things that I just mentioned, college, career, get married, have a family, maybe multiple children, whatever. Maybe you don't have a family. Maybe you're just very career-driven. But here's the thing. There's always going to be a lot going on. So there's always going to be room for excuses. Like, now is not the time because X. Because I'm working on a promotion. Because I have to work extra hard to get that promotion. Or because my you know, sister had a baby or because I'm getting married next year. It's like, it's always something. And I'm going to challenge you today to start to look at how you can incorporate more time for yourself, whether it's mental health related time or physical health related time, how you can incorporate more time for yourself. Now, I'm not saying that you have to become a personal trainer and you have to dedicate your life to health and fitness and nutrition. No, like that's my career choice and that's something that I'm passionate about. And so, yes, in the middle of the day, can I get in a workout? Like, yes, absolutely. But I'm still very busy with a baby with work. I just make my own schedule. So I understand not everyone has that luxury, but are you still going to make time for yourself? Because that is like the one gift you can give yourself no matter where you're at 
if you're in your 20s, if you're in your 30s, if you're in your 40s, if you're in your 50s or 60s, I don't even give a shit, right? So it needs to start now because you don't want to wait until it gets to the point where you're like, oh shit, I never made myself a priority. I never learned how to exercise properly. I never learned how to eat healthy or eat to reach my fitness goals, right? Everyone is capable. It's that mindset shift that we have to have. So like I said, you have to have a goal and you have to plan it out. So how can you make small steps to get there, right? What are we in control over? If you only have 30 minutes a day for a lunch break, how about using that lunch break for a walk, getting outside? Yeah, that might mean you have to eat lunch at your desk, but I would rather see someone go out and move their body if it's the only 30 minutes in the day that they have. That's what I would advise someone doing that's like, I'm in a time crunch. Yeah, it's not going to yield you know, 10 pound weight loss in a month, probably not even two months, probably not even three months. (laughs) Do you get what I'm saying? Like, but it's a small step that you can start to take. And when those small steps start to feel really good, you might say, Hey, you know what? I want a little bit more. I'm going to give myself that gift of a little bit more. And then you start to feel better. And then you see yourself progressing and then you feel that confidence building that if it's like, you know what, if I need to tell my boss, I need to leave work right at 5 p.m. so that I can get to my workout class or that I can get to my gym or go home to my gym so that I can have that time to myself, then that's what you do. And I know in the quarantine right now, I hear a lot of people are just like, I'm working later because I don't have a commute anymore, right? So it's like, guys, we need to stop making the excuses because there is time. You just have to find it. So being firm with your boundaries, having a set plan, and then taking those small steps to get there. Knowing your lifestyle, knowing your routine, knowing what's doable, right? I see my neighbors outside Sometimes at 6 a.m. walking their dog. Granted, I don't know what they do for exercise, but I know they're walking their dog every single morning. If that's that window of time that you have, that's what you use. If you have that lunch break, that's what you use. If you set boundaries where you clock out or you hop off the computer right at 5 p.m., even 6 p.m. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I have people right now in my program that are making time for themselves and not making up excuses. So I'm just going to share with you guys right here. And I think that they would be proud to share this themselves, but half of them do the workouts with me live in the morning. Like I said, I'm a morning person. I love getting right to it first thing in the morning, but I also understand everyone's work schedules are different. So I have nurses in the group, I have teachers in the group, and they all start work, you know, typically they're already at work when we're doing the live workouts. So they do the workouts on their own time, and sometimes it's late at night. 
And while that's not ideal, that's not something that I personally like to do, but at the end of the day, I will do it. If that's the only time that I have, I'll fit it in. And so when you think about it, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, at the end of the night, if you, you know, say you don't even work out till 7 p.m., 45 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever it is, you can still have enough time to make a healthy meal, talk to your spouse, and then get ready for bed and tackle the next day. But it doesn't happen until you start. And then you realize it actually does get easier. So reframe that mindset. Start to think in abundance. Start to think, where can I find the time? How can I find the time? I promise you, it makes all the difference. I know I mentioned my own experience. I know I mentioned how, you know, going through college, I always had this mindset of go, 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 busy, 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 hustle, get on to the next thing. But when I left my full-time job, when I left working for corporate companies and I decided to go all in with fitness, I found myself still running around, hustle and bustle, although I was happy. So I was very present. You know, I was teaching a lot of classes in the city and I was very present. I wasn't rushing off to the next thing. Although I physically was, I wasn't mentally rushing off to the next thing. But when the quarantine hit and I no longer was teaching in-person classes, it was an opportunity to slow down. And while I had a baby I was preparing for and I knew things weren't going to be slow by any means, I told myself I was no longer going to use the excuse of time being the issue because we can all say that, right? You can be anybody in the world with any job and we can all say we don't have enough time. Yet people are still crushing their goals. I see other moms out there who are serial entrepreneurs building business after business having multiple kids, having a fulfilling life. So it's like when you look at people like that and you see that it's being done, you then stop making the excuses. You stop using the excuses for yourself because you realize that those things are capable. It's just a matter of whether or not you're going to say yes or no to them. So I'm going to sum up this episode just with, you know, everything we just talked about, the phases of life, how life is always going to be busy and we cannot make more hours in a day, but we can start to find the time. So schedule it in, make a goal, maybe time block it. If you have the means to, you know, if you have a regular schedule, start small. Maybe it's only a couple times a week and then you build on that. All right, focusing on what you are in control of and not focusing on what you are not in control of. Think about that mindset. 
glass half empty or glass half full, right? You decide. All right. So I hope this episode was helpful and I hope that this challenges your way of thinking and even your way of talking to yourself, right? Not being a victim of circumstances, but rather a child of opportunity. I know that sounds so cheesy, but start to think about the opportunities that you do have and not what you don't have. All right. So finding time for your health, putting yourself first. Do it now. You will thank your future self or your future self will thank your past self later. All right. So I hope this episode was really helpful. I hope you found some little nuggets of, you know, enthusiasm in there that you can take on into your week, that you can take on into your day and challenge yourself to do it. I'm here for the tough love. I'm here to push you. I'm here to challenge you. That's how I coach. I also have empathy for you guys. So if you're struggling with something and you need a way to kind of figure out how to combat it, let me help you talk through it. All right. You guys can find me on my Instagram at Natalie Falco underscore fit. You can also find my business page at proving it plant-based. And let's set up a call. If you guys want to just chat, like seriously, no commitment. My group program is already running, so that's been closed. But, you know, I have some one-on-one spots open. I'd be so interested in chatting with you, especially if this episode resonated with you. Because there is always a way to find a way, right? All right, guys, I will see you very soon. Tune into next week's episode and I will talk to you guys then.